Hello and welcome to Test and Code episode 29. I can't believe it is already almost the end of June. The last episode I put out was episode 28. Uh, which was with Casey Rosenthal. It got put out on April 7th, and it's been too long since we've had an episode. And what have I been doing? I've been writing a book. So the uh, the PyTest book I've been working on is now uh, in the hands of uh, technical reviewers, and I've got a couple weeks while I'm waiting for feedback, and I thought maybe some episodes would be good. I'm also doing Python Bytes, of course, with Michael Kennedy. What are we going to talk about today? Today... Um, is going to be a different kind of episode. So most of my episodes have been about testing and development topics. And most, and if I talk about a particular piece of software or product, it's usually an open source product. However, I want this podcast to cover the whole spectrum of testing for both open source and small projects and also commercial projects. And I do believe there is a place for uh, commercial products and product offerings in the test space. And so I think it fits the podcast to bring on people with commercial testing products and let them tell me about what their product is and, and who, who ought to be possibly interested in taking a look at it. So today I've got Josh Lieberman, and he's going to talk to me about both Cobiton and QA Symphony. For full disclosure, Cobiton did sponsor a previous episode, but they did not sponsor this episode. I asked them to come on, but like I said, they have sponsored before. This episode is sponsored by Patreon supporters. Thank you, everyone, for your contributions, and it means a lot. Today we are talking about Cobiton uh, is one of the products, and it's a mobile testing uh, a mobile testing service, which is um, I don't know anything about mobile testing, and that's one of the reasons why I brought him on. But uh, Josh on to talk about it. And then he's also involved with QA Symphony. And since that obviously has test related stuff, I thought I may as well ask him about that as well. Uh, QA Symphony is, um, has a, a product called QTest and uh, they've got a whole suite of other testing tools. Let me know if you like this kind of a podcast where you hear about products. Um, I, I, this podcast is yours also. It's not just mine. And I want the community to help me decide whether or not whether or not I should do more of these types of uh, product information podcasts or not. I think they're interesting, but maybe you don't. So please let me know what you think. Let's get on with the show and welcome Josh on and let's hear what he has to say. Welcome to Testing Code, a podcast about software development and software testing. Today on uh, Testing Code, I've got Josh Lieberman. And he works with a couple of companies, and one of them is Cobiton, which we're going to talk about today. First off, tell me your background. Are you a are you a developer? I was a developer many many moons ago. was was never very good at it. And was always uh, somewhat cynical about sales folks, but eventually got pushed over to the dark side. And I live more on the business biz dev side of things rather than on the actual development side today. Okay. And uh, Cobaton, I saw some brief uh, brief information about the the product launch. You're you're in the middle of uh, well, you've had a, a running product for a while, but are you in the middle of an open launch now? Yes, so we put the product out to beta in January of of this year, and had uh, I think somewhere in the neighborhood of three thousand people use the product throughout the beta, and we launched I would say three or four weeks ago. The Reception on the launch has been good in terms of the quality of the product, but to be very transparent, our pricing model I don't think is optimized right now. We've bundled some things in the launch that probably shouldn't be bundled. We're redoing that as we speak right now, but we are 
actively live today. Is this a product for people that are writing mobile applications? Is that the target market? Yeah, so what uh, Kobiton is uh, targeted for is for people and companies who are writing mobile applications who feel like it's important not to rely upon emulators, but who want to test on actual real devices. And what Kobiton allows you to do is if you're a company and you own a bunch of different devices and you want to give everybody in your company access to those devices to allow them to remotely test on real devices, you can do that. But Kobiton has also set up a a lab where we own uh, hundreds of devices that you can rent from us on a permanent basis and sit at your desktop, dial in, and use our actual devices on a permanent basis and test on real devices such that you can reenact real-life situations. So it's more for, for someone on the front end rather than on the back end. Okay, how does this even work? I'm imagining my own phone. It's all driven from my finger. So how do I remote in to drive it with, would you have like a virtual finger or something? Or how does that work? Yeah. <laughs> We've done some things with the UI on your desktop that allow you to turn your mouse into a finger and have have buttons on the interface that you know allow you to pinch and zoom, that allow you to double click, all different types of things that you would normally do on a phone, you can quickly and easily do with the use of a mouse. Okay. I think large companies probably already know what they want to test on a with this sort of a setup, I'm guessing. But a smaller person, like let's say somebody in their den or something or basement came up with a cool app idea, they're trying it out, and they want to like do the right thing. So they want to test it more on different devices, maybe, or even just one device. What are the some of the types of like user interface testing that you'd I guess I'm just trying to get at how to how to approach break down this problem into something smaller than just do a whole bunch of testing? I think it depends. Um, our company has a, has a deep and rich background in different types of testing. In the scenario of Kobiton, whether you're you know, a person sitting in your den or whether you're, you work for a large corporation, reasons why you may want to use Kobiton is you can set up and run automated tests using a Python, which you had mentioned previously is a language you like to use, uh, whether you use you know, Python, Selenium, Appium, whatever the case may be, and uh, run those tests on an ongoing basis across different types of devices to ensure that your application behaves the way you expect it to on different types of screen sizes, operating system versions, both on the Android and on the iOS. If you're a person at home and you only own an iOS device, maybe you don't own any Android devices and you need access to Android devices. So you may want to leverage our lab and use our devices, which cost 10 cents per minute, which in the general market, there's other people that do this. We're the cheapest game in town, or I shouldn't say cheapest, least expensive or best value. <laughs> right? <laughs> but you can also, you know, let's say you have a small app, you know, that's out there. One of your users sends you a ticket that says it's not working on this type of device. And if you're working out of your den, you know, you're probably not gonna own a plethora of devices. So you could dial into our lab and choose the device that that user had, and then try to replicate that defect and see if you can see what the issue is, such that you can go back and fix it. Okay. 
Wow, that makes sense. What kind of issues come up with cross devices? Is it just screen resolution or is there other issues that often come up? Once again, I'm the biz dev guy. I'm I'm not as much the tester per se, okay. but absolutely. It can be how a screen displays. You know, Maybe it's not set up such that it's ready to display in different resolutions and you only see three quarters of the entire screen. Or as you're scrolling down through app, perhaps there's a lag or latency with how responsive the app is or the website is. So there are lots of different issues. And then furthermore, there's some people who purely build web or mobile-based apps. So all those same issues that you would have on a desktop, you could have on a web app as well. You could have a typo, you could have buttons that don't work, you know, whatever the case may be. So, you know, similar issues you would have on a desktop as well as those that may occur due to different sized uh, screens and such. Okay, you said something that intrigued me they, that I guess I didn't even think about before I gave you a call. I was just thinking about applications, but um, you brought up that people might want to test their website or their mobile or their you know, their web application through a device. Is that that's something that obviously you can do through Cobaton as well? Then oh yeah, absolutely, and I. Yeah, I don't know that I have specific figures on what portion of our users are um, are doing apps versus responsive websites, but I think it's it's a fairly even even balance between the two because that's a that's a large part of how people where mobile is not core to someone's business and not core to the user experience. Sometimes uh, companies will just go with a responsive web. Uh, website versus actually building an app. Yeah, everybody really just wants all of their apps to be responsive, right. their web apps. So I guess I just assumed that it was going to be a, a, something like this. It'd be something only large companies could afford, but it does seem like you have it set up so that just like a small-time person making a couple hundred bucks off of something, might it might make sense for them to, to go test on your product if possible. Yeah, our whole go-to-market strategy, quite honestly, has been to make it extremely affordable for anybody. And you know, a lot of people that work in large corporations are doing things on the side, whether it be for friends and family or as a hobby or to generate a little extra income. So our belief is that if we can provide a great and affordable platform for those folks, and as they learn about Cobiton and embrace it as part of their personal solution stack when they go back to their day job, and as they talk with friends out in the social world we live in, that message gets shared, and then they start taking us back to their larger companies, and we grow and scale from there. Yeah, I think actually that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, we saw that with GitHub, right? Okay. People using it at home, and then they in open source projects, and then they. They want their company to do the same. Yeah, yeah, similar with Trello and many other tools. Yeah. Okay, well, cool. You're in the middle of the, or you have launched already. Yep. And uh, so it's got, you've probably got a pretty exciting time going on right now. Yeah, it is an exciting time. And what's been interesting is just, it's a very complicated product to build because we're working, if you're familiar with uh, doing embedded work and you know that type of uh, development, we're working down at the operating system level of these phones. And once again, I'm not as technical as, as my partner and the other folks involved in the company, but what I'm told is 
the operating systems on phones are still somewhat immature and they're evolving and changing much more frequently than those on desktops. So keeping up with the pace of change of these phones and of these device manufacturers and the apps coming out, it's a very dynamic world that we're living in, which is part of the reason we exist, is to make it easier and uh, create a very simple and usable experience for our customers. But it presents a lot of challenges to us that, that I'm, I've been excited to see that the launch has gone very well and we're, and, uh, we're getting great feedback from our uh, user base. Before we started recording, you did mention that you worked with QA Symphony as well uh, in the past or and partly currently. QA Symphony is obviously something QA related. Tell me what QA Symphony is. So QA Symphony is, is another uh, software company that we founded. It's a test management platform. And we started QA Symphony in 2011. And the reason we started it was, you know, you talked about GitHub in its evolution, you know, you look at a company like Atlassian and their uh, product Jira and Confluence, et cetera. Yeah. We started seeing how software was being built in different ways and how Agile was really taking over the market. And we felt like HP had purchased a company called Mercury in 2006, and they had a product called HP QC or HP ALM. And it's allows you to manage all of your testing. So what, you know, what are your test cases? What's your test data? What's your schedule, you know, associated with releases, those types of things. But the way that Mercury originally built their product, the HP bot, the HP never really invested much in was for waterfall development. And so we saw this lag within HP and we saw what was happening with Atlassian and Jira and it felt like somebody needed to come into the market and build a product that integrated beautifully with Jira and other products like version one and rally and those types of tools that did something similar to what HP did, but more in an agile, agile manner. So we uh, started uh, QA symphony in 2011 and it's now has about uh, 400 and some odd customers, I think over 12,000 users. And we just sold, a private equity group called Insight Venture Partners just invested $40 million into it. So the company's done very well. And I think a lot of it is due to the fact that we've lived in the QA space. We understand it. And it was kind of built by testers for testers, which is similar to what we're doing with Kobiton. Okay. Since I'm a, used to testing with Python, is this something that integrates with some of the Python test frameworks? Yes, you could take your uh, test frameworks and schedule them and manage them with QTest, so absolutely. Neat. One of the places I know that's still a whole in a lot of places is um, the reporting end, uh, reporting what tests were run on which versions and all the results and all that. It looks like some of that's covered here, so I think I might have to do a little bit more research and try some of this stuff out. So that looks neat. Yeah, QTest uh, released late, I think it was the middle of last year, something called QTest Insights, which is the product name by QA Symphony. It's a whole BI reporting platform that you can use as you suck all of your test data and information into QTest from frameworks you know, that you may have in, in a Python or whatever the case may be. It allows you to really see everything going on from a testing perspective 
and gives you actionable insights. Oh, I like it. I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> I brought Josh on, and one of the uh, one of my requests was that we not turn this into a half an hour ad. And it's not it's not Josh's fault that I'm looking through this stuff and thinking it's totally cool and wanting to try it out. I think it's uh, both of these Kobiton and uh, the QA Symphony suite of products are very interesting things. And this is the first time I've done an interview like this where I've just pretty much brought somebody on that represents a company that has a testing offering and just kind of talk about what their offering is. And I think it's good because people don't get out and look to see what's available out there. And the other thing that I would say, I mean, just to trying to make it not an infomercial, which I sincerely, is our business, uh, we have an outsourcing business and we work with about 30 different software product companies. And the genesis of both of these companies was we're working with our partners, our uh, companies, and consistently kept hearing of the same problem over and over and over. So, you know, I think with something like a Kobiton, while this may sound like an infomercial, it is something that anybody can use. It's very easy to spin up. It's extremely inexpensive. And it's a cool thing just to play with and try out. Uh, quite honestly. So, you know, we're trying to solve real problems, you know, investing a lot in R&D and that type of thing. So hopefully, as people do try it out, they'll think it's a good service. And and if they don't, they'll give us feedback and we'll, we will iterate and adjust. <laughs> okay. Well, um, do you have anything else you want to, any call to action, right? Uh, any place somebody should go? Yeah, just go to www.cobiton.com or www.qasymphony.com and check them out and um, you know we'd love your support and uh, feel free to reach out to us we'll help out in any way we can awesome well Josh thanks for uh, coming on the show alright thanks a bunch <laughs>